Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. city in the world broadcasting to fans of anime and the japanese culture all around the world we welcome you once again to the extreme anime radio podcast it is march 10th 2021 welcome to everybody watching on twitch welcome to everybody listening on anchor or wherever you listen to the extreme anime radio podcast i am jr he is nef canuck and next to nef canuck is who that would be uh Komi from Komi-san can communicate. Okay. Manga put out by Viz, both in uh, digital and print formats. And it's a very interesting story because it starts out and it looks like it's going to be one thing and then everything gets different. In this case, what looks like Komi-san being, you know, the composed cool beauty of school. No, she is literally a nervous wreck. Almost everything scares her. Right. She has trouble communicating. And she's not the only person in the school with problems like that. Mm-hmm. So as the cast of characters expands, you find all sorts of people with all sorts of different quirks. Hmm. Except for the uh, male male lead, who's so ordinary that even his scores are 50s. <laughs> like exactly half. Like this, this, how, this is how boring this guy is. And yet somehow he helps Komi-san and everybody else, you know, around him communicate. The typical uh, slice of life uh, kid in a in a school who has uh, so-so grades. Okay. And I'm pretty curious to see if they were to move this into anime at some point, how they're going to portray that character. Because that character, the way she looks, reminds me of a very, very old school style of drawing. If you get a chance to read the manga, uh, you'll find that the style is quite old school. Mm. Uh, this is more of her surprised face as opposed to her composed, but that's because she's just barely holding it together composed. Gotcha. Yeah. Look, which doesn't include the cat ears, of course. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, oh, well, there I said it. Gotcha. That's the next topic. <laughs> Uh-oh. A.K.A. Where's all the money gone? Whoops. Well, in my case, nowhere, but I'll kind of explain that in just a moment. Um, Once again, if you're listening on Anchor or on your favorite podcasting platform, you're missing all the visual excitement of Twitch. So be sure to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. 
And uh, the reverse is true. Watching on Twitch right now, you can listen to our podcasts at any time by going to anchor.fm forward slash anime radio or searching the Extreme Anime Radio podcast on a variety of podcasting platforms. So, yes, my first dip into the world of gotcha games. And, of course, it happens to be with a franchise that I've taken a peculiar liking to, Uma Musume Pretty Derby. Well, considering what you do in real life, isn't that almost just like another job? Uh, training horse girls? Uh. <laughs> it's like when I tried to play the Phoenix Wright games, I'm going... It's too much like work. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. But, uh, Objection. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, Umamusume Pretty Derby has become a very popular franchise. And the developer of the game also produced the anime Psy Games. And um, they've had this ios and android game in the works for the last several years it has been delayed several times and finally it came out last month and i think within the next few days they're going to have a windows version available now um it remains to be seen if and when this game is going to get a an english import basically but uh seeing that crunchyroll uh is involved with some of these games. Maybe it's just a matter of time before it happens. But this gotcha game is so, so involved. If I wanted to really get started in gotcha games, I'm not sure Uma Musume was a good place to start. Oh, it's one of those where you're constantly having to do tasks. and con- Okay, great. So you basically have the equivalent of, say, Townsville. Yes, where you're doing, where you're literally having to grow everything from the grain up to baking cakes. Yes, etc. Well, in, in this case, uh, it's uh, opening the game, starting the game, and then getting a random roll of five Uma Musume racing uh, people to train to the big, big uh, series uh, finale at the end of the uh, of their racing careers, I believe. Because uh, mm. their racing careers in Uma Musume are the time that they spend in the academy, which is three years or three seasons. So I think the um, the calendar revolves around that. Um, so you get a um, a random selection of five uh, um, Uma Musume people to train. Uh, you choose one at a time and try to progress as far as you can. Uh, I've tried a few times already and have miserably failed after like two or three, <laughs> two or three races, because they make it very hard. Um, now, Japan 101, Gotcha Game, um, is um, spinoff of uh, Gachamon games in Japan that you see all around the place in places like Akihabara and some other. Um, high-tech entertainment uh, places and whatnot. It's essentially uh, you bring all your 100 yen coins, or in some instances, Neff, as you saw, 500 yen coins, <laughs> and yeah. and see what the uh, machine spits out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, okay, it's not that bad. It's not that bad when it's 100 yen coins, but when it's 500 yen coins... After about three or four, you're like going, wait a minute, I better stop. Thank you very much. And we we all lost track when, when we were in, I think we were in Don Quixote, weren't we? Where it was a big gachamon section? I think so, yeah. I mean, my biggest problem was the crane games because I'm like going, okay, come on. This has to be rigged somehow. It can't <laughs> be this difficult to get a stupid thing out of a crane game. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, we uh, we had a nice fun uh, stuffing our pockets and emptying our wallets with that. So these um, these computer games that are mostly found on handheld um, spin off of that, where it's just basically you play and it's a lot of luck. And if you want to have better luck on your side, you have to have these whatever the game calls tokens. 
And how do you get the tokens? Neff just made the give me some cash symbol. Yeah, the, the money, money, money symbol. Yes. Which, unfortunately, somebody like me cannot uh, take advantage of due to the fact that it's a Japanese game. And I had to do a little workaround in order to try the game out. Um, as, as I think I explained to Neff, uh, I don't think I have explained it while I was on the air um, when we did our Maitetsu stream yesterday. Um, I'm just looking at my laptop so it reminds me. Um, there is a program called BlueStacks. BlueStacks is basically a free Android emulator. And so with that, you can get access to a program called QApp, Q-O-O app. And that app has like a repository of all sorts of um, video games from Asia, including gotcha games and they had just recently added umamusume so you download the game and as like i said um you um open the software sometimes it takes you get a kick in 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 the behind to get the program running but eventually you get it running and then uh you go through a series of um steps as you train uh, the umamusume um woman so um, you choose a horse, and then you go through training, and you have to train speed, stamina, guts, um, skills, and whatnot. You can spend skill points. Um, they also give you a special rainbow ticket where you can use to get a special pool to train a rare um, Umamusume uma racer. Um, so I, did, I didn't do that the first time. I played a couple of rounds. Um, I got Tokai Tail who's the main character in the second season. And I tried to take uh, to train Tokai Teo. The first race was worked out very well. She finished first, so that cleared the first hurdle. And then you have, 11, I think you get 13 turns. So after every race, you have a certain number of turns to uh, train uh, the Umamusume racer. This sounds like, um, you know, classic gotcha, right, Neff? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have certain turns, um, you develop the racer, and then she runs, and you have to finish in the top five of the next race to keep on advancing. So I do that. So the next race comes up in four turns. So now you have four turns to get your racer ready for the next event. Bearing in mind that when you train the racer, um, there's also like stamina from training that's depleted, and you, you, sometimes you have to rest up. Well, here is the problem. No way in could I continue because another requirement to run in the next race is that every time you win a race or a training race, you get a certain number of fans. You have to have a minimum number of fans before you go into the next race. If you don't, it's game over. So I'm sort of screwed. Okay, that that is a game that is designed to force you to spend money. Exactly. Because you'll get to a point and you're either going to get so frustrated you'll drop the game or you're going to say, you know what, forget this. I plan to, I'm going to spend some money and, you know, get farther in the game. And that's how a gotcha game gets you. Exactly. Um, and Flax is asking, can we get Umamusume aired on NBC in the U.S.? Well, it could be, it could be another alternative, and we're going to talk about why in, in just a moment. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I think uh, I, I followed, they have some online guides in English that you can follow, and I can understand some of the Japanese. That also helps. But, yeah, I'm always getting stuck. Um, and when you get to the prompts where it asks you to enter your birth date, then you know that, you know, for a guy like me, it's time to kind of give up. <laughs> I just, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. You want my birth date? Here, have fun with that. 
You know why they asked for your birthday that I, I discovered? And I, I'm sure there's no way for them to check this legally. Well, I know in the States, that's actually a legal requirement. You have to be, I think, for most of these games, at least 13 years of age with your parents' consent. Okay. Um, that's probably the case. But uh, at least from the menu that I saw in the Japanese game, um, you have a spending limit depending on how old you are. So if you are, I, I think, what did the game say? Under the age of 16, your monthly spending limit is 5,000 yen or 50 U.S. dollars. Goes up to, I think, 10,000 yen per month if you're 17 or 18. And then there's no limit if you're over 18. But who's to stop somebody typing in, you know, I'm 26 years old, I'm really 14 years old? Well, let's go back to how do you pay? Because depending on the restrictions on the payment processor, that might solve the problem. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. It's the honor system. And of course, honor? You know. Right. Uh, but anyway, um, one more thing that I'll say about the gotcha game is that, um, at least this one, maybe this is why it took a while to um, get it developed. The live action races are, my goodness, they blow me away. And it makes me interested in maybe trying to see what the Windows version is like. <laughs> because um, the races that the Umamusume uh, girls run in are modeled after actual races at Japanese racetracks. The horses in the series are modeled after real-life Japanese horses that used to run. So you're going into these races, oh, we're going to run in the um, uh, Satsuki show, uh, the Japan 2000 Guineas at Nakayama, and there is Nakayama Racecourse, the actual layout, and the starting gate is put in the actual place for the actual distance of the race. So whatever race you run, whatever surface, whatever distance, it models it right then and there. And all the behaviors of everybody who runs is based on those conditions. And sometimes it'll be sunny. Sometimes it'll be thunderstorms. I would think that a game that involved would require a pretty recent smartphone because I can't see a phone from anything older than maybe three years ago being able to even run that thing unless it was a flagship phone. I agree. And in fact, um, remember, I've got that uh, Max-Q... Um, nvidia card uh, mm. on my um my laptop and it's actually spinning when the game is playing so it's got to pack quite a punch well to be fair don't forget you are emulating so that would also probably up the cpu load a fair bit and the gpu load true if it true. was na if it was a native windows program it might not require as much horsepower mm -hmm. pun intended <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yes, uh, to wrap up this discussion about Uma Musume Gacha Game, if uh, Crunchyroll or some other company is able to port it to the U.S., as much as I have resisted these types of games in the past, I mean, I still vaguely remember playing Pocket Planes. You remember Pocket Planes, Neff? Oh, yeah. Pocket Planes, Pocket Tower... Those types of games from Nimble Bit that are what? They must be like ten years old by now. Yeah, that sounds about right. But when if this game gets ported into English, it's gonna be shut up and take my money. <laughs> well, there's always Steam. There is always Steam. Now does Steam do gotcha games? From what I've seen, yeah. I know they did at one point they did a uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh card game, one of them. And that, of course, is just like, okay, shut up, take your money. Otherwise, you're going nowhere with that game. Right. Um, and Flax is just re redeeming his coins to highlight message. Well, well, keep in mind, everybody has a lot of point coins now. I, I noticed that a lot of them have not been redeemed. Feel free to spend them, guys, if you want to uh, unlock an emote uh, like uh, the one that I have now on my account. Um, I'll just say hello here. 
Hello, everyone. And you'll see that my um, my subscription badge is now the Blue X for two months. And that's one that I think I get by default as the owner of the channel. But as uh, time goes on, that color is going to change. So if any of you guys want to unlock an emote, then feel free to click on your point coins and use those coins to unlock an emote if you'd like to use that. Um, and um, so Flax's question, and I know this is a game that Nephis played, Sailor Moon Drops, which I believe um, the paid features you said have been discontinued. Yeah, they were discontinued, I think, either... Yeah, they were late last year, I think. Right. That they got discontinued. So I'm I'm not even sure the game would even run right now. In fact, I'll check that out right now. Okay. Because I have to have my phone just handy. <laughs> uh, Ducky's in the chat. The Ducky's in the chat, and uh, she she plays it. I have never played it again because I kind of tried to resist it. Uh, tried to resist way back when. Um, you know, playing gotcha games and spending more money than I could budget, basically. Just like going yeah, that, to a casino. Yeah, it's like I play I play one gotcha game. What's well, a US based game, so I'm not even sure you can trick can technically call it gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh Looney Tunes World of Mayhem. Mm. For the longest time I resisted. But then there was that one or two tunes where I'm like, okay, not only do I need him, need this tune to get further in the game anyway, mm-hmm. it's a good, you know, it, it's actually cool animation, etc. So okay, here's a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. So you know, throw them a few bucks every so often, and you know, unlock some things, get some tickets, win some win some higher end uh, characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not, you know, maybe you just end up with zillion common characters, mm-hmm. but. If you upgrade those ones to, you know, maximum, then yeah, they can be pretty dangerous too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have an entire team of Looney Tune villains and heroes, and the the villains have these weird powers that can actually be quite destructive if you know how to time them right when you use them. I see. And now I'm rambling about, you know, <laughs> and here I was, here I was in my mind going, okay, JR, you can stop talking and, and horsing around anytime now, but yeah. Um, Ducky says uh, the game doesn't run. Sailor Moon Drops doesn't run anymore, at least for her. Okay, if that's the case, then it wouldn't run for me. I'm not even sure it's actually still on my phone. They may have... See, that's the one thing with Apple. What can happen is the developer can, in fact, ask that a thing be removed from your phone. So That's a little harsh. Well, if they want... If they've removed the pay features and the game won't work without those pay features... Then I could see why they want to do it, right? Uh, I would just like the uh, the notification when you update the app. Uh, this is the last update to the app. Uh, this won't work for you anymore. You can remove it from your phone now. <laughs> well, like I said, in this case, and I think, you know what? I think they got rid of it. Wow. It used to be in the, uh, as I said, I'm not surprised because that that does happen on occasion. An app can get removed from the store. Mm-hmm. In that case, uh, if you have it on your phone, it may or may not stay. Mm-hmm. But in this case, if there were pay features, it makes sense that they would pull it because at that point, if it w- doesn't work without the pay features, what's the point? It's just right. taking up space on your phone. Right. Well, um, we are going to move on next to uh, the NBC issue, but this is the point where we will temporarily pause on Twitch. But if you're listening to Anchor, now comes the wonderful commercials. So stick around. We'll be right back here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. Welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Again, if you're watching us on Twitch, that's kind of a iffy transition. 
but we have to put a break in somewhere when we release the audio version of this uh, Mishigas later on. Uh, I'm Jeff. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm Jr. <laughs> He's Ned. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what's Mishigas? You, you've now confused me, which doesn't take much, I will admit. Oh, boy. Oh, now he has to look up what he said. Exactly. Oh, dear. Um, craziness, basically. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay. I'm a sugar. <laughs> Good. Thanks to all this, I'm going to leave in the um the part where I call myself Jeff instead of Jr. Yeah. Oh, hey, some of us, you know, forget who we are from time to time. <laughs> Me, it's usually when I wake up. It's like, who am I again? <laughs> it's the start of another day. So, um, before the break, Neff. If you're listening on the podcast, anyway, um, we spoke about uh, NBC. Uh, Uma Musume, should it be on NBC? Well, uh, something's going to have to fill the shoes of uh, a major sport on NBC who is uh, abandoning ship and joining Mickey Mouse. I wouldn't say abandoning the peacock as much as, you know, following the money. Mm hmm. And of course, you know, the mouse can lay out lots of cheese and go, hey, come on over to our side. <laughs> That's a goofy thing to think about. But uh, yes. A, oh, uh, that was horrible, JR. Oh. <laughs> uh, my mind's on Pluto. I'm sorry. Um, so ESPN. Okay. Keep, keep that up. Just keep it up, please. So ESPN has signed a deal with the National Hockey League for the United States. And, uh, Neff, you know more about this than I do. Okay. So uh, basically what happened is uh, the reporters up here were the first to break the story, ironically enough, mainly because the reporter who broke the story actually works for the Canadian rights holder and, of course, was probably leaked that information by the NHL. Mm -hmm. So it's a seven-year deal. Uh, ESPN will get four out of the next seven Stanley Cups. I'm not sure of the exact breakdown because uh -huh. that's still not disclosed yet, uh, which leaves three Stanley Cups and some of the national package with a, with a broadcaster to be determined. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of the games are going to go on the new ESPN, well, new, the ESPN Plus channel, the streaming channel, is what is what the plan is apparently. Mm -hmm. So that should be very interesting. Although I'm curious because I did hear that they are going to show some games on ABC and the ESPN. And I'm going, I cannot remember the last time ABC had a hockey game. 90s, it had to have been. At least because I, I'm like, I'm going through my memory banks and I'm going, okay, there was Fox. There was CBS, but that was way, way, way back. Oh, boy. But I could never... I could never remember ABC having games. So this this may be well interesting. It'll just be a simulcast, I'm guessing, of the ESPN broadcast, much like they do when, for example, Monday Night Football is on ABC. It's exactly. basically the ESPN production. Exactly, which I know they do from time to time. But yeah, you mentioned CBS, and I think the only way CBS is affiliated with hockey these days are with the Winter Olympics. Not even. Yeah, because don't forget, that's all on uh, the Peacock Network now. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. What at least for another, at least for another, I think they have the next two of the summer and the winter, I think. Yeah. Shame on me. Shame on me for not uh, realizing that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Albertville and Lillehammer. That was when CBS had the Olympics. <laughs> Albertville and Lillehammer. Okay, you're carbonating yourself, JR. At least I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> My mind really is on Pluto, can't you see? Um, but speaking about the Olympics, Neff, uh, we have some news that came out of the last week. Um, it's not official, but if a reputable, reputable Japanese news agency like Kyoto reports it, it's probably going to carry a lot of weight. And that is the announcement that um, the Tokyo Olympics will probably not be allowing uh, spectators from overseas wasn't surprising to me mm -hmm. my my question is are they going to allow athletes from every country including countries where getting the vaccine jab is about as difficult as growing hair on the top of my head 
Um, the and Lake- that may well include Canada at this point. I, I got news for you. Really? Yeah. The, is it still yeah. bad over there with the uh, yeah. vaccines? Yeah, we're still we're still hearing all sorts of wonderful stories. Uh-huh. But people's actually people actually getting jabs in arms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. Um, so. I, I know that uh, Japan, but by, by now. Uh, we would think that maybe some Olympic committees from the nations represented would object because it was around this time last year they started objecting and whatnot, I think. Um, so I think um, the plan is, from what I read, and things could change, uh, no uh, foreign visitors from overseas to watch the uh, Olympics which leads me to believe that the earliest that Japan will probably open their borders to tourism would be in the fall, at the earliest, in a best-case scenario, because that will be right after the Paralympics finish. In fact, I'm curious to see how they handle the broadcasting, Mm. because I strongly suspect that what they're going to force all the broadcasters around the world to do Maybe not NBC because NBC has, you know, still a lot of muscle to flex. Right. But they may force them to take the the international feed and then do what they want with it in their home countries. Yeah. Whereas they would, you know, other larger countries would send, you know, their delegations there and, you know, set up studios, what have you. I don't think, given this information, that it's likely that many countries will be able to do that. Right. So, uh so folks like Mike Tirico and Liam McHugh are probably going to get a free pass. As I said, since NBC coughed up the most, you know, money, mm-hmm. money, money. Right. I have a feeling they'll put them in a nice bubble and, you know, let them do their thing. Right. <laughs> Whereas Canada will be like, no, you get to call it off monitors, you know, back at Rogers Center. Right. Um, so of the people who live in Japan – um, those people would be allowed to view Olympic events, obviously at reduced capacity. Um, there would be um, no crowd for the beginning of the Olympic torch relay. There would be no crowd for the opening ceremony. There would be no spectators for the opening ceremony. Now that would be interesting to have absolutely zero spectators what kind of opening ceremonies would you do in that case? Because as you know, in years past, we've had opening ceremonies that are just like these giant glamour shows. Right. That go on for hours and put me to sleep, frankly. Right. <laughs> but, but you know, it's like I, I can't see the Japanese delegation, especially given the cost overruns they've already had, mm-hmm. putting, you know, that much money into these. I could see them saying, you know – in deference to all the victims of the coronavirus, we're not going to have this big flashy thing. Right. And uh, Japan is uh, marking all sorts of um, tragic occurrences in addition to COVID. Um, Tomorrow, well, actually now today in Japan, is the 10-year anniversary of the um, Fukushima earthquake and tsunami, which uh, took um, many thousands of lives and... uh, Changed pe- others people's lives forever um and i remember when that happened and seeing the images and uh i'm sure that will also be in a lot of people's minds in japan when the olympics take place yeah i mean that was one of those moments where you're just like watching the images and seeing the video and you're just you're you're boggled right at the, at the sheer power of nature to say guess what mm-hmm. nature rules and you drool right um but it's very interesting. Uh, everybody essentially will have to be uh, tuned in to uh, television or online mediums and whatnot. It's going to be interesting to see how the the Olympic broadcasts are going to get carried out now, considering that uh, <laughs> um, uh, a lot of uh, spectators will not be allowed. Mm. Now, that, that begs a few questions because... And again, it depends on how they broadcast, because I remember, I think it was the last Olympics. We were, of course, in before COVID times and we were all in the office. And we we eventually got an email from our, you know, funders downtown saying, please don't stream the games. <laughs> our, you know, you're killing our Internet. Oh, Knock no. It off. <laughs> you know? So we were all like, um, 
okay, we can bring in one TV, have an antenna, and do it that way. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, so, some some people in the chat mentioned uh, maybe they'll have robots in the stands, or maybe we'll introduce the WWE Thunderdome. No, I, I, I instead of that, I'm thinking, you know, uh, animatronic uh, Pokemon throughout the stands, you know? <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, it's Japan, and, you know... Open up the Pokeball. Here's your gold medal. <laughs> I choose you, Zap. <laughs> Gotta watch them all, says says uh, Miss Elizabeth in the chat. Oops. <laughs> uh, incidentally, um, something else I wanted to mention is that um, this week um, I've posted a lot of the cosplays that um, uh, the cosplayers of our original uh, character, Sarah Yoshida, have done in the last few months. Um, they're at facebook.com forward slash anime radio mascot. Um, but um, one of the ones that I have not posted yet is Umi, including the image of Umi drinking that ramen in the park, which we used for the caption contest. Um, I think we're going to do away with that caption contest because we haven't received enough responses for it. Uh, but we're going to think up of another way to uh, give out uh, the prizes that we had announced earlier. So please stay tuned to that. And I apologize, but it just seems like there was no response uh, to when we posted it. And, and Beta's going on a rant now. Okay, calm down. Calm down. Okay, somebody somebody get him some anime to calm him down or manga. I recommend, I recommend in terms of manga, uh, the time I got reincarnated as a slime. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very... Fun anime, fun manga. The anime is starting its second season, mm -hmm. and it's another. It's yet another manga op that I pay for. Mm. If I would sit there and I would realize how many I'm paying for each month, it would probably kill me. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to support as many manga artists legally as I can, mm -hmm. which means I'm at uh, five different apps, some of which have the same content, not all of them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a question of okay, but where is the content? That's the other problem. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't know until you're looking and you're going, oh, this looks interesting to read. Market as a favorite. Then you open the app again. If the app works properly, your favorites are there. What do you want to bet that some of the apps don't work properly and your favorites are gone and you're right back at square one? <laughs> oh no. Uh... It's like I realize it's hard to build these apps, you know, keep track of all these manga and all these chapters. But please, folks, when you're designing these things, test them. Test them till you break them. Because if you break them, sure shooting, I'm gonna. Because I have. <laughs> I was reading some of the news coming out of Japan besides the Olympics and besides COVID. One of the queens of J-pop, Utada Hikaru, has come out with a new single for the new Evangelion... We may, the one that we say the name Evangelion and make up numbers after it, that's basically what it's called. Yeah, even Evangelion, the will eventually release it. We don't know when, but we'll eventually <laughs> release it. So the official title is Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. And apparently that is the English title for Shin Evangelion Geki Joban. Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. And it was just released in the Japanese cinema, finally. And um, I believe from what I read, it kind of wraps up the four movies that have... Uh, the first movie was... Who knows how long ago that was, Neff. Remember? I almost want to say I had hair then, but no, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> right. It was... Uh, the, it's the Rebuild series, um, 2007, I think in Japan, Evangelion 1.0, right? And it's basically the alternate retelling of um, what we saw in the televised anime, basically. So this hmm. kind of, the uh, Evangelion 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, and then 3.0 plus 1.0, which would be 4.0, but they call it 3.0 plus 1.0. But this this latest movie uh, brings the whole series to a conclusion, basically. Well, actually, and I just realized why they would have said 3.0 plus 1.0. Because remember, in Japanese, 
the number four. What is it? And JR's <laughs> nodding his head, so I'll explain it. Uh, it can be pronounced, uh, I believe, as she, which is uh, death. As he's miming every which way you can, you know, <laughs> get your head separated from your body here. Ooh. Basically. It's also a reason why um, many Japanese buildings don't have a fourth floor, especially hospitals. Well, that would kind of make some sense. I mean, look at, look at North America. Find a 13th floor. Bet you can't. Yeah. All sorts of superstitions, right? Well, I mean, some superstitions are literally that. Some have some facts behind them. Who knows? Right. Um, so, um, so yes, um, I saw the Utara Hikaru is coming out with a new single, uh, which can be seen now on YouTube, I believe. Um, the name of the song is One Last Kiss. And, uh, yes, it's, uh, I think it's a big thing, um, big news for them to, uh, come out with the new, um, movie. Uh, at a, a very interesting time, considering that there are still restrictions, and the cinema industry as a whole around the world is struggling, struggling to get back on its feet. Well, I'm actually surprised that they aren't doing something like what they're doing in the U.S., which is, uh, you know, releasing it both in the theaters and simultaneously through, you know, whatever streaming provider you might have. Right. I think HBO Max is the one in the states, which leads to an interesting story. Because uh, there was that recent, I don't know if you saw the news, uh, they were trying to show, what was it? I think Tom and Jerry, the movie. And instead, for an hour, it was the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. What? Oops. Yeah. Somebody pushed the wrong button somewhere. Oh, no. But I'm, I, I mean, I'll say this. I might watch the, Jack, uh, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League if I know I can spend four hours... And possibly fall asleep during it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't fall asleep when I saw the first cut of Justice League on a plane coming back from Switzerland, but I needed two more movies after that to wash the stink out of my brain. We mentioned this before on, on the air. ASMR, you need something that kind of relaxes you and chills you, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so like I said, I, so I mean, up here, and I'm sure down in the States, yes, in fact, uh, Disney Plus is offering premier access to some of their titles. Now, I can't, I don't know what the pricing is in the US, but I know what the pricing is in Canada. Uh oh, I'm going to look this up. Well, I'll tell you what it is in Canada $34.95 plus taxes. Oh boy. So, in Ontario, that's thirteen percent. So you're looking at forty bucks. Mm. Now, if you're a family of three or four watching this thing, sure, that works out to ten bucks a head. That's not so bad. Mm. But if you're like me and only have me, myself, and I in the house, right. no, I'll wait till it comes on Disney Plus regular. Thank you very much. Okay, so the premier access is basically they're applying it to certain feature-length films that would have otherwise been released in the movie theaters. So they charged a fee to watch Mulan. Yeah. And now they're charging a fee for the, their latest film, which is uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. And that mm -hmm. fee is apparently uh, $29.99. Okay, so they're not banging us too hard on the exchange rate. Right. But again, you're still, if you're a single person in the U.S. and you want to watch this movie, you would not spend $30 to go see a Disney movie. Exactly. Um, no. So the movie is available only on Premier Access for twenty nine ninety nine. You have until May 4th to buy it. Uh, what is it with tax? Um, I don't know, Flax. It depends on where, you, what state you live in and what municipality you live in. They, they'll... They may or may not charge um, specific tax, so we couldn't give you an answer to that. Um, but the premier access for Anne the Last Dragon, um, let me read this again. Uh, you have until May 4th, and then you can watch the movie for as long as you remain a Disney Plus subscriber. And then that movie gets released to the general public on June 4th. That's the way they're doing it. 
So unless you have a burning need to see this movie, which when you're saying dragons, maybe, um, just as soon wait till June the 4th if it comes on Disney Plus at that point. Yeah, right. <laughs> at least that's what I would at least that's what I would do. Sonic says uh, no single person is watching any animated Disney movie in the first place. Well, <laughs> well, to be fair, there are a few that I don't mind watching. You know, most of the modern stuff from Disney. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, if it's part of Disney Plus, sure. But if you expect me to pay close to $40 Canadian to watch it by myself. No. Yeah. So that just that fee is just for each individual uh big title that they release basically and uh call it says may the fourth be with you well that's coming up soon too isn't it indeed in fact another important thing is coming up and i think it's this weekend i have to double check my calendar here oh today oh. is mario day march the 10th that's right this weekend we once again lose an hour of sleep oh for what I have no freaking clue. I swear to God, there was this rant about it on last week tonight. I remember. Narrated narrated by David Kay. All right. A famous English voice actor. and uh, Or English character, voice actor, anyway. And I loved how he did it because hearing him swear was delicious. But he basically tore apart Daylight Savings Time into tiny pieces, threw it in a wastebasket, and set the wastebasket on fire. <laughs> and I completely 100% agree with him. That thing is it, like it, several years old already, that piece, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, this is one of those you could watch every time the clocks change for the same and get the same visceral reaction. Yes, you're exactly right. Yes, this is baloney. Blech. Uh And... Beta is asking that we wear green for next week's stream. Well, I might be able to wear green, but Neff, I think if he wears green, all we'll be able to see is his head. I was going to say, all you'll see is a disembodied head with a pair of headphones attached to it. I don't think that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure exactly if we have any plans for um, St. Patrick's, but if we don't, we'll be back for the podcast. Um but um, this will remind me now. Uh, obviously, we're doing Jackbox tonight. Survive the internet. We have it written down on our Discord, so I can remember. And the and the champion is Beta. So we're gonna do that after we finish the show. Um, and then tomorrow we're gonna do the Extreme Anime Radio special. We'll be back. You'll be seeing our faces again tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern. And the reason for the Extreme Anime Radio special is because we have brand new boxes well did you got you got your second box right neff that's right unfortunately this second box looks like somebody used it um as a football at one point oh no so I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure of the the state of the contents to be quite honest the mississauga dhl plant boom yeah, this was more like it fell off the truck, wham. They put it back in the truck. It fell off the truck again, wham. <laughs> and by the third time, it finally arrived here. Yeah. So um, I uh, I got my first uh, box. It's from the same company who does the Tokyo Treat Boxes, which I gifted to Neff. This is Sakurako. So this is more traditional Japanese snacks. And I was expecting that first box that I ordered to show up at my doorstep on Thursday. Um, so that we'd be in time and we can do a taste testing. Lo and behold, um, the box literally lands from Japan in Cincinnati in the wee hours of this morning. In the morning, it gets flown from Cincinnati to New York, and it shows up on my doorstep before lunchtime. Well, to be fair, you are close to a major airport. Several of them, actually. Yeah. And uh, so that does help. Mm -hmm. See, that's where I get some advantage because, of course, I'm close to the major airport and customs clearance, you know, for the country. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when things like this come along, it's great. Meanwhile, Costco can't figure out how to send packages to my building. Oh, no. Yeah. I want to do a grocery run. Nope. They will not deliver to my building. So... I've now had to burn some vacation time, so I'm taking the next fr Fridays off for the next three months. 
And so Friday morning, I'll be running to Costco early enough that I hopefully don't get crushed by the crowds right. or catch the COVID right. and, uh, do my, and do my shopping. Right. Now, do you get an exemption for early shopping? Yeah, except they want you there, I think, at 8 a.m. Or se- actually, I'm not even sure it's 7 now. They may have they may have bumped it up an hour, and I'm going. Right. That, that, no, that's just stupid. For, uh, you know, the Costco in my neighborhood for my parents, uh, they can get in at nine a.m. And there's hardly anybody there between nine and ten lately. Actually, let me let me double check here. Okay. Uh, general hours of operation. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Special operating hours Monday to Saturday. Yeah, eight a.m. to nine a.m. Okay, well, yeah, that, that, from you it's a lot earlier. Yeah, it's like to to get there for eight a.m. I would uh-huh. have to be out of here to the nearest Costco. I'd have to be out of here probably around seven thirty ish in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I might shoot to get there for eight thirty. That might be doable, right? Because I'll be I'll be conscious and able to drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or my car will, you know, because it's gotten warmer, the car's behaving again and, you know, ugh. right, right. Well, uh, no, cuz it's weird. I I found I this car has a glitch. If it gets below 0 degrees, all the connectivity features, the yeah. car goes into deep <laughs> sleep mode and that's it. But now it's gotten warmer the last few days, including the garage downstairs. Mm. So now I can do a remote start, scheduled start and it all works. That's good. Yeah, until it gets cold again, which could be next week for all I know. Right, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was intending to uh, try my Sakurako box tomorrow. And uh, it actually makes sense uh, considering that tomorrow um, I'm going to be having lunch at uh, Rincon Criollo. And Neff knows Ooh. all about Rincon Criollo, but we're going to the one out on Long Island. Uh, which has uh, little um, less stringent dining requirements compared to New York City. Right now, they're 50% indoors and however many people you want outdoors, um, which I think is going to change next week. Indoors is going to go up to 75% outside of New York City. Inside of New York City is still 35%, so it's still a bit of a, a little bit of a tightened uh, screw there. But, um, mm. yes, we're having lunch at um, the Cuban restaurant, which means that we will be stuffed by the time we leave the Cuban restaurant, which will set us in a perfect mood for tasting Japanese snacks. I'm going to say, wait a minute. You're going to have lunch at Brincon Grill and then be able to eat anything <laughs> afterwards? Because I remember last time I was at Ring and Grill, I felt like I wa- didn't want to eat for the next year. <laughs> it was like, ooh. No, we'll be done by 3 o'clock, and by the time 8 o'clock comes around, I'm sure I can stomach some snacks by then. So, And I looked at the uh, I looked at the brochure, and just like the one you mentioned, Neff, with Tokyo Treat, this brochure you have to read from back to front. It's like a regular, just like a regular Japanese book. And I looked through the um, contents, at least a third of what I've read, I think, has to be that. A third of what I read, all sponge cakes. Oh. Oh, dear. And I I didn't even take everything out of the box yet. I was just flipping through the, the guide. I didn't read through all of it. There are some teas in there. And uh, I think they're they're supposed to come with um, something for your home, too, like kitchenware. But we'll see when I get into the box. We will do that tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then if time permits, maybe we'll do another chapter of uh, my Tetsu. Don't let Honey Senpai know about the cakes. Oh, dear. <laughs> um. But yeah, Neff, uh, before we uh before we go to the closing commentary, um we haven't talked about this much I don't think on the um on the podcast. But what are your impressions so far about My Tetsu, which is the game we've been playing on Twitch every so often? Interesting visual novel. I mean, the weird part is it keeps referencing back to certain things and you have to remember. I mean, we've played I don't know, 12 hours of this game. I want to say 9 or 10, yeah. 
Okay, so let's say nine or ten. But I, I keep having to go back and remember and say, okay, when did that happen? And how does it connect to what we're seeing now? Right, right. So I, I find myself having to do that. And it's like, hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, as you pointed out uh, last time, it's definitely more of a uh, a novel in the sense that you're reading and learning more as opposed to choosing your own adventure, turn back to page six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I have a feeling that that's, that's what this is basically. It's basically the novel versus mm. the, you know, choose things and see what happens. Because there there are some things there I'm going, I'm not sure if I would have been, you know, the main character, I would have said that thing or I would have done that thing. Mm. At least not without being stepping, you know, stepping at least 10 steps backwards before the explosion happens. <laughs> Liz says, XAR movie nights is basically what my tetsu's become so far. Um, hey, oh, hey. wait. Oh, no. Are you talking about actual movies? Can we even do that on Twitch? Um, not without the permission of the copyright holder, which can be which can be obtained, apparently, but it's very difficult. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if something could be done through Discord, but that, you know, maybe... Well, I don't know, because, for example, I know Disney Plus offers the ability to do, like, watch parties, etc. Right. But I don't think it's meant for something like this. Right. Yeah, that, I think that's what Liz, Liz was referring to. Uh, maybe doing something on Discord, we could probably get away with it. Or we can just do an audio chat. This is what we're watching. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> well, yeah. Or we, can do a, then... we can do a watch party, too. That, too. So. Yeah, and I was going to say watch party, and then we'll we'll expose you know the younger generation to things like the original Muppet Show, <laughs> which I mean there are episodes where Disney has had to put disclaimers on them, right? Because of the things that have gone on in the episode, and I'm going, but it didn't seem that bad as a child, right? But now you're looking back, going, that's why it's bad. <laughs> I still have to get into those, uh, so that's on my watch list. Maybe after I finish watching the Uma Musume anime. Um, so, uh, okay, are we ready to survive the internet, Neff? I survive the internet almost every day. <laughs> so we're going to get to that on Twitch in just a few minutes, but uh, this podcast is going to come to a conclusion right now with the closing commentary. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast or any of our Twitch streams, drop us a line at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com. You can check out past podcasts on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. And uh, Linktree will get you to our various social media pages. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter account, our Instagram account, and our Discord. Sonic says, another great show, Neff and Jeff. Yes, yeah, be quiet, will you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, at least he didn't say mutton, Jeff, because then I would have, you know, barked. <laughs> anyway. Then again, I might have been, like, been like President Biden's dogs and been sent away. <laughs> and I just killed JR. Wow. And I talk about Pluto, jeez. (laughs) Well, folks, um, we're going to take a few minutes and set up our Jackbox game, Survive the Internet. Um, I put a message in the uh, Twitch chat. Um, Message on Discord if you would like to join in on all the fun. We'll set up for that now, but in the meantime... This has been the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We thank you for watching. We thank you for listening. For Neff, I'm JR, not Jeff. And in the meantime, remember, keep on listening for the Extreme Radio Podcast, and don't forget to check out our Twitch streams. And we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 